was upsetting and it was horrifying and heartbreaking, but I didn't have any regrets. I didn't have any of those, oh, I wish I would have treated him better and I, w I treated him the best I always could. Yeah. You know, and yep. I think that that was something that people didn't get. Like, people would be like, Jack's so mean to you, why do you do this? And I'm like, because he's my brother and because right. I love him and yeah. why do I need to justify being nice to him, you know? Right, like, right. Okay, hi everybody, and welcome to the Undo Anxiety Podcast. Uh, so glad you're here um, and protecting a little time to spend with me and my guest today. Um, this is the Undo Anxiety Podcast where we're going to tell our stories, we're going to help each other through difficult times, um, through those stories, and effectively our goal is to undo some of the undue anxiety we are suffering. Um, I have a most special guest with me here today. Um, today, I welcome once again, Emily, who has been brave enough and kind enough to share with us um, what feels like a very harrowing story of her um, brother's brain cancer and her mother's diagnosis with cancer. Um, and, um, and they were young. And, uh, and so we are now at the point where um, her brother Jack, who um, suffered brain cancer in, in middle school and early in high school, had these wonderful high school years where he was kind of a superstar and Emily was his champion. Um, and, um, and through the point where her mother had, was diagnosed and is doing a little better now, um, and, and Jack has just been diagnosed again with his cancer that has recurred. Um, so where are we now, Emily? Um, it was March of 2014. So I was a freshman in college. Um, so you're away. Yes, I'm away. Again. Once again. again. <laughs> I'm Just like a, by a few a months, you're away. that I had never seen before. Isn't that it's interesting? Like, I'm always away. <laughs> um, so, and this is, so this is a few months after Mr. LT, like we are, Everything is good. Yep. Everything is perfect. Um, he had Jack's just, looking at colleges, yes, probably. Yes. Yes. He had already decided. Um, actually, the week before he, um, was diagnosed again, was that he was going to go to Loyola, and like that was the plan. And I was happy because that was closer. He was between SLU and Loyola, and my sister went to SLU, so she wanted him to go there, and I was like, no, 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 because I go to Valpo, so I'm like yes. an hour away, so I'm right. very close. And I was like, he needs to be close because I need to make sure that he's okay. Make because, sure that backpack yes, is carried, so exactly. to speak. Exactly. Yes. Like, that's what I do. That's my role, mm -hmm. um, which I think was really unique that no one else had in my family. Right. Like, you know, like I was not just a family member, but a friend and a peer. Yeah. Um, which I think is very, again, a dynamic that I never thought was that different until like, I just, I think in college when I was like, oh yeah, people aren't this close to their siblings and they didn't always like carry each other's backpacks and like. Well, I can see it's been your norm since you were a kid, yeah, right? Exactly. So yeah, I can like see where you're thinking like. He's always been around. He's well, always, I know families didn't work yeah, this way all the time. Exactly. Yeah, I can get it. Um, and so, and I was actually, um, I was, it was my spring break and I was on a trip in Israel for the like two weeks that I had. Yep. And my mom texted me and was like, oh, we're going, we just have some like the routine, like every six months MRI, whatever yeah. to go to. Like, we're not worried. And I was like, great, cool. Like, yeah. I'm not worried either. I'm in, I'm in Israel. Yeah, I'm so in Israel. Like, I got, I'm doing, I've got my, my business <laughs> yes, over here. Exactly. Yeah. I'm doing well. Um, yeah. And <laughs> she called me a few, I don't even know how many days I had left there. And I was, it was at nighttime for me, and I was, like, on a balcony, like, looking out into the city. And she was, like, the cancer's back. Mm. And I was, like, oh, like, not again, you know? And, like, so first instinct is, like, you're so upset and you're so sad. And then it was also so isolating because I was so far. Yeah. You know? And I, oh, right. I'm now old enough where, like, when I found out when I was 13 – I'm very different at 19. I'm very, very different, you know? And so I'm more emotionally there. I can be there. I want to be there, but I can't be because I'm gone. Yep. And so I'm like just freaking out and I'm like, what's going to happen? You know? And also I'm just kind of sick of it. Like I'm just yeah. kind of like, really? I was going to ask you like, if this really, ever God? happened. Yeah. yeah. Like it was just like it, 
the kind of thing of like everything that could happen would and like why wouldn't it if you're a kunkel right is like kind of like the the thing and that was something that me and jack agreed on <laughs> is it is that right yes the, the line i stepped on was really god yeah like you know yes. and i get that like, i was wondering really, if you ever felt like yeah. oh just my gosh angry. yeah just like pissed like, yeah just like come on like we've done this you know like yeah. it was just at that point he was so excited to like finishing senior year everything's going so well i was in love with school like my sister's also finishing her senior year at SLU. like she's looking into grad schools all this stuff like the whole family coming together. We're hitting on all cylinders. Yes, exactly. Like yeah. everything is perfect. Yep. And then this happens, and we're like, "But we did this. Like we already, we already showed you." Right. We persevered. Yes, we made it exactly. through. We did it with with humor all the and le- life lessons that you could ever need for your Pinterest board. We're, we're like, grateful we're every day. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like we don't take things for granted. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We have all the lessons. So could you just like leave us alone, right, please? And right. they're like, no, 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 you have to do this again. <laughs> Man. Um, and so, and I remember like, so I came back from Israel and Jack was on Kairos, which is the retreat that a bunch of high schoolers go on, um, and he was leaving it. And so the leaders have to give speeches. Um, and I had read over his speech a few weeks before and he had to change his speech and like tell everyone on the retreat he, he revealed cancer, yes. on Kairos the cancer he return? He found out, I believe it was the the retreat is like a Friday to Monday or whatever it is. Um, he found out that Friday morning. Wow. And then went to Kairos. He didn't bag out. Nope. He could have. He could have. <laughs> he could have. Um, he decided to go. He decided to go. And which lead. Was, yes, yes. Which was everything that that needed to be because he needed that support system mm-hmm. and like there is no, I don't think there would have been any better way. Like that sounds overwhelming, but like he needed to go to Kairos right afterwards. Yep. He needed to be there with all of his friends and like all of his people. So this timing was actually right. Yes. If he had to exactly. be diagnosed again. Exactly. If he had to be, this was like the day to do it. It's hard for me yes. to wrap my brain around exactly. that, but I'm, yes. gonna, I'm trusting it. It's pretty much just like, once you get into like the mindset yeah. of like this stuff just happens, then yeah. you can go from there and yep, be like, yep. okay. Okay. Yes. Like, so we're but, going to Kairos, yes. and and he rewrites his speech. And he rewrites his speech. And he's telling everyone. And he's telling everyone. And he had told the other leaders, like they all knew, um, and just, I mean, it like it made their group though so much closer, and it really set him up to have this huge support system the second time he was sick, which then of course makes me feel so much better mm-hmm. because I'm like this again, like this is what we were waiting for, you know, like mm. this is the stuff that we need. Um, and I was really fortunate. I came home and I just remember like hugging him outside the church at Kairos and then both of us just kind of laughing and being like, this would happen. Like this would, like it wasn't like we, I, I don't even know if I, the first thing I said to him was that I'm sorry. Like I think Uh we just kind of were like, what? Like, come on, like, come on. Like, no. Oh my God. That is so endearing. And what a great (laughs) Well, what a, what what a better story than yes. I'm so sorry, exactly. right? I mean, that's a great like, story. Just us being like, come on, like yeah. no, it was a break, right? Yeah. Exactly. Like we had it, like it was good. Um, and so from there, I mean, the community again just like rallied around us, you know. And it was that was something that was so cool to see. Um, about a month later was his 18th birthday, and of course. They were, like, planning the surprise party, whatever. But then, of course, he was, like, in the hospital for it. Right. Um, And so they, like, rescheduled this whole thing. And his friends pick him up at 4 o'clock in the morning and, like, bring him out blindfolded with me because I was, like, I'm staying with him. Carrying the backpack, man. Yes, yes, yes. Um, And bring him out to the LT football field. Because that is where, like, all the Relay for Lives are. And his favorite part was always watching the sunset or the sunrise. And, like, brought him out there. And we just, like, watched the sunrise. And they made him, like, this video of just, like, weird pictures of him. And, like, it was just, it was amazing. And it was, like, this is, like, just the impact that he has on people Yeah, is just so profound. And he's, like, this sarcastic, like, 5'1", maybe, little (laughs) kid who, like is so sarcastic and so funny and, like, gets frustrated about homework and this kind of stuff. But everyone knows 
how much he cares. Yeah. Whether that's through the simple thanks he gave me when I like pointed him in the right direction. You know, it's not gonna be that outgoing like pouring of love, but everyone cares about him and he makes it known how much he cares about everyone else. It's um I, I have I have a the last time I saw Jack, yeah. um, I was in Ober- at the ice cream place. <laughs> I'm not shocked. And, uh, and, and Jack was playing chess with, a, with an actor buddy of his. And I asked him, uh, so, you know, what, what's the plan? And he yeah. mentioned Loyola. And he said, yeah. I think we're going to go to Loyola. He said, what, what I think I'm going to do is um, major in like a business accounting maybe and then do that for a few years and then switch majors, uh, switch completely and do a completely different career <laughs> just because I think that would be a good use of time. And I realized about five seconds later, oh, he's mocking he's, me. Yeah, <laughs> it was beautiful. Yes, it was exactly. this great moment where I realized, oh, he's, that's yep, my career. Like just so deadpan <laughs> of just like – and so funny. So like, funny. So funny. Like on – Anyone else, I would be like, You are a jerk. Like, what is wrong with you? It was a beautiful moment. This moment, seriously, but like so funny and just such a big heart behind it that like you knew you knew he cared. I didn't even know he knew my story until that moment. And I was like, My God, man. Yep, exactly. (laughs) And you're like just blown away. Yeah. Um, and so then we carried on um with treatment and everything, and that was kind of um, like I had said in the past, or a few, I don't know how many minutes ago, um, but walking back into the hospital. Yeah. And that was like, I remember that day. I remember just being like, oh my God. And like my dad, we were talking and he was like, I hoped that we would never be back here again. Oh man. And I'll like, it's bet. just, it, it was really interesting. And that's a very odd word to describe this whole situation, but to think about what I remember or how little I remember the first time to how much more involved I was this time. And yeah. like being on more of that level where I can communicate with my parents and they are responding to me, you know, like they're also giving their input and their emotions, right. which you don't like, you don't vent to your 13 year old. I was going to say, it's know? the difference between you being a kid and an adult exactly. at the time, like, right? I'm treated more as an adult. I'm yeah. sitting in on the doctor meetings that I never was before. Um, which I think was really helpful for me because something I had struggled with was I was just 13, so I couldn't do much, right. but I always felt like I wasn't doing enough. You uh, know, I always that. felt like I wasn't involved enough or like there for him enough or at the hospital enough. You know, I could spend hours there, but the second I left, I was like, no, but if he's there, I should be there. That's brutal in a way, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. because th- there's no... There's no bar for that. Yeah. There's no, there is no enough. Is yeah. there, I mean, you know, exactly. like at 13, yeah, you can. even at 19, I don't right. know, like, you know, if he's there and he's there overnight yeah. or, you know, and you have something you have to do. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I was really lucky. I, since I go to school so close, I mean, I was home all the time. Like, Were you? yeah, I mean, my parents, <laughs> my parents would be like, you can go back. Like you should go to class. And I was like, well, I'm here. And I'm staying. <laughs> so, or like they would text me and be like, hey, just so you know, like we had to go in for this. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, what a coincidence. I'm already in my car on my way to Chicago to the hospital to hang out with you guys all night. Um, and so it was But you this, this, this is fiction, right? You just, you, would you get in your car or were you it, really on your I, way? I would, I would not be on my way, but I would get but in my car. But you were going. Yes, I was going. Like the second they were like, oh, we're going. I was like, wow, crazy. Me too. What what a what a funky freshman year of college for yeah. one thing, yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean, it was, and it was crazy because so Valpo, um, it's about four or five thousand students, um, so smaller, which I really liked, and I liked that it was um, close to home. Actually, because when I was thinking about schools, I was like, if my grandma gets sick, if anyone gets sick, like I want to be close. And so, and your mind was working differently than everybody yes, else's exactly. mind because no you, one, you think it's possible. Yes, exactly. Like people are thinking oh, I want to be close because I just want to be close to home or I want to be far because I want to get the hell out of here. I want to be homesick or something. Yes, exactly. Where like that never, none of that ever crossed my mind. It was like, I need to be one like accessible, you know, like I need to be a driving or like a train ride away and it needs to be quick. Like I need to be able to get home. And I'm not hearing like, you know, and I feel so ripped off because yeah. I couldn't go to UCLA or yeah. something. No, you oh seem my like, gosh, I love Valpo. Like yeah. more than, it was the perfect school for me in so many ways, but that was a factor that 
I just and most people you, because people ask you want to go close you want to go far right and no one asked like why so I never had to explain it um, which was good because then they would have been like you're crazy right um, family you're yes, staying exactly. for your family like, are you you're kidding like the possibility of an illness whoa like that's weird um, but it was, I mean it was true you know it was all those factors into one and I also then got to see how the Valpo community kind of rallied around me as well so I was going to, it was going to be for Jack being in remission for five years. Right. Um, but then once he got sick, I ended up doing St. Baldrick's um, just because he was sick again. And so I shaved my head and it was, I mean, it was so fun. Like I, It was? Yes, it was awesome. I 10 out of 10 would recommend. No like, kidding. Yeah, it was amazing. Why was it fun? What was so great about it? Um, I think like the event itself, like just having your hair shaved off is like, fun like it feels kind of cool it's crazy it's yeah, different it's crazy it's yeah. different um and i think just kind of the the rallying behind jack in a way that i could have never before yeah um i think was really cool i remember calling him and being like jack like i'm gonna do st Baldrick's," and he did not did not say like oh that's so great oh whatever was like you know you're not gonna look good bald <laughs> And then his next comment was like, it's not fun being bald. To which I responded, I said, no, it's not fun having cancer. It probably is fun being bald. And You've he never was been like, bald without exactly, cancer, Jack. Exactly. Like, you have that association, and I do not. Oh, my God, man. I love that you can laugh about yeah. some of this stuff. That is beautiful. Yeah, and so, like, he was like, you're not going to look good. Like, that's not. And I was like, I'm not doing it to look good, right. Jack. Like, I'm Clearly. I literally was like, I'm doing this for you. And he was like, I didn't ask you to. And I was like, okay, well, I'm still doing it. And then, of course, like, he's, like, secretly thankful. And it's like, I really appreciate that. Of course that. he yeah. is. Of but, like, course on, he is. on the surface, it has to be, like, um, what are you doing? You're right. so you stupid. Idiot for a viral. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, so they, the Valpo community kind of knew. I had just also joined Sorority Life, so it was a big, like, I was getting more involved on campus. Uh-huh. Um, but it was still kind of this thing of, like, everyone is talking about it and everyone is, like, saying they're so sorry and blah, blah, blah. But, like, they've never met him. You right. know, I had, I... He's, he's a, he's a yes, figment out yeah, there. Yeah, I have a handful of friends who actually got the chance to meet him. Um, and beyond that, like, Nobody I don't, knows. you know? And yeah. it's that's what's so, I think, really crazy um, just to think about is, like, the way that community rallied around me, the way the LaGrange community rallies around us, you know? Like yeah. Just that kind of stuff. So you really felt that support? Yes, yeah. yeah. So I really felt that support, which was comforting especially being again being so far and being not in my element of where jack was how hard was i mean this time you were really away i mean how hard was it to be that far away even an hour seems like nothing but Mm -hmm. it's a million miles away right i mean um i think in some ways it was hard but i also think it was enough of what i needed i think that again the first time that he was sick my parents did such a good job of like balancing that life and right. being like, you are not giving up everything just because he's sick. Um, and I think that's definitely something that's come through since then. Um, did you think about it? I, suddenly I realized, yeah. I bet you thought about not going to college when, or, or did, did it, um, I, th- I was definitely going, uh-huh. but it was, um, I actually ended up adjusting like my study abroad schedule and that kind of stuff when he got sick, because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. And like, this is just something that needs to be taken into consideration. Um, and again, just things that factors that don't occur to other people right. because they've never had to, Yeah, you know? And so it's just, it's things that I, the second he got sick, I was supposed to study abroad a year, like the next spring. So not even that recent, right. but I was like, if something happens, if like he is going to be home, if he's not, whatever, like, I just am not ready to go then. And I, I got to be ready to yes. be going to Chicago. Anytime. Exactly. Is it hard to make, like, I'm just picturing the things that college students do, mm-hmm. you know, like your schedule, um, going out with friends, you mm-hmm. know, partying. Is it hard to make stuff a priority when you know your brother is sick back home? Um, It kind of was, but it also wasn't because Jack was the priority hands down. And so it just kind of was like, okay, this is what I need to do to get back for these certain classes and that kind of stuff. Got it. Um, 
But beyond that, it was any moment I could, I was there. So and it almost feels like the way it was when you were 13, the first yeah. time he was diagnosed, your family, and you kind yeah. of decided independently, yeah. all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to exactly. be there when I can. Yeah. I'm going to rally around yeah. this now. And so, and again, much of my parents were just like, eh, I'm like, are you going to class? And I was like, yes, I'm going to class. And then I'm leaving right after, and like, I'm getting care, you know. So, and is that fiction or is that true? Were you, were you like I going mean, and? Yeah, I was a lot of, I remember a lot of afternoons spent, um, Mostly telling them, being like, oh, that class got canceled and staying a little bit longer. Or just being like, I'm not going to that one, just so you know. Um, but then, like, driving right back to campus to class. Not back to my dorm, not back to end. Right to class. Yes, right to class. And, like, you're going. And that's, um, like, that was just the way it was. Emotionally, what's this time like for you? Um, I think it was really, I felt like I was living in two different worlds. Of like, I mean, mostly because I was. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> of when I was at school, it was also a nice because like as a freshman, I didn't have many obligations. Um, like commitment wise, I wasn't right. in charge of anything. I was. You weren't president doing, of a, yeah, a sorority or exactly, something, right? Yeah, yeah, no, none of that. And so it was nice that. I could, I had more flexibility where if it was a year like this year, I would have to be at school and I would have to be present and I would have to be doing things. Um, and so it was kind of also just nice to go, to be able to go home and just kind of process it all there uh -huh. and then go back to school and be just a college student. Would you ever, did you have license in your mind to fall apart, lose your cool, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. flip shit once in a while um, that was mostly what the car rides were was a ah. lot of just like blasting music and just letting it all out um was there because, any music in particular that that you listened to that like was that um, worked that, that brought of, it kind of whatever was on uh. i it's now totally a thing where like if it's like one line of a certain song or whatever um or there's one Brad Paisley, it's called uh, One of Those Lives. And it's like the whole song of like, he like sweats the small stuff, but like these people have so much going on. And like oh. they, I have one of those days, they have one of those lives. And so it's like hearing that song and I'm like, we have like, that's like oh, me. And, man. Yeah. and so it's, th it's one of those things that like people love that song and they think it's so great. And I cry every time. Because I identify with it, oh, and yeah. not many people do. Right, not in that way. Really tough. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but this is kind of going back to the pity thing. Yeah. Um, I don't like to cry in front of people because I find it really uncomfortable. Do you? Yes. I when I was younger, it was so much of a like people need to know I'm strong and whatever you know, like that whole complex. Right. Um, and now when it comes down to it, like I. I get so uncomfortable because people are uncomfortable when you cry. Like everyone's like, you can cry in front of me. And then you do. And they're like, oh, <laughs> oh, I didn't know that the, I, I don't know what to do. You know, it's, it's <laughs> funny. It's funny to hear you say that. Um, you, you're studying to be, I assume, a therapist of some kind one day, right? Yeah, or I'm, something. Th I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and one thing I find that I do as a therapist and mm -hmm. even as a podcast guy yeah. is I look, I'm looking for it. I'm looking yeah. for the emotion. Like, yes. and if I get it, I'm going, yes. you know, exactly. <laughs> um, the green and, light. and I noticed like, you're not, there's no hint no. of it here, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> so and we're talking about like some of the, I've, I've done a lot of these podcasts yes. about things that are far less emotional. Yeah. And I realized, Oh, Emily, I don't need the yeah. box of Kleenex out no. of that drawer. Do I? And I just, and it, I think a lot of it is, yes, I'm like, I'm very good at putting the brave face on and yeah. like, I've had to do it for so long that it's just part of me. But when it comes down to it, in all reality, I find it really uncomfortable to cry in front of people. I also love talking out my emotions. Uh -huh. And so I I remember this sophomore year, I was talking to one of my friends, um, and I was just crying. And I was, But I was also trying to speak. And they were like, Em, it's okay. Like You can just cry. And I was like, no, but I have so many thoughts that I need to get out right now. And like <laughs> that's just, it like is crying for me is so like alone and I just like do it and that's it's great and it's so like that's what I need but with people I'm like it's getting in the way of me talking to you and like I don't I don't I like that it. and then they're like oh well are you okay like are you sure and I'm like okay well I, like it's fine like tears happen people like right, it's right, right. okay and it is okay yes exactly 
Um, and if they don't happen, I think you're saying it's okay, right? Yes, like exactly. sometimes I get, I'm, I'll take care of this on my own. Right. I don't need your yeah. help with it. And so, yeah, so it would be people being like, you know, like we're always there for you for like a shoulder to cry on. I'm like, that is so sweet. I will never take you up on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will not do it. <laughs> right, good to know, but yes. I'm never going like, to need it. I've cried in front of my friends, but yeah, even some of my closest friends at school have seen me cry like once or twice. But not... But regularly. not regularly, simply because I don't like it. I don't like crying in front of people. It makes me so uncomfortable. And I'm like, I just, you're uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. I also, being in, like, I tend to be very nurturing to people. Yeah. And so if they get upset that I'm crying, then I, like, try to comfort them. And, like, that's stupid. Like, I'm the one it. who's upset. Well, and I think I, I can picture that where, yeah. you know, if you're crying. And it's not on them. Like, they I, right, are upset. Right. They're just like, oh, my gosh, you're upset. We want to help you. And you want to make them like, no, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, Everything's exactly. fine. And then I feel the need to, like, combat that with, like, oh, no, guys, like, it's okay. Like, you don't need to be sad that I'm sad. So right. I'm going to be happy. And it's just, like, a big mess. So I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to drive. I'll just walk around and, like, listen to some music and, like, just cry it out. And that does the, that does the trick. Yes. But talking through the emotions yes. that helps you. Yes, talking through the emotions and talking through kind of like my thought processes. Um I just that's what does it for me. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that definitely um I don't even know what the question was. Um Well, it was actually we started with music, I think, and we were talking yeah. and we went we were the, we had the Brad Paisley song going, yeah. right? And you're and and we've got you moving back and forth between these two worlds, yes. right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um and so then I went home for summer, which was, I mean, it was perfect. Like, Jack was still sick, obviously. Um, but it was a very, even though he was still going through treatment, it was a very normal summer. Like, we would spend time together. We would hang out. We would drive around and go to Culver's and get ice cream and do nothing. And it was, we were getting along so well. You know, like, everything was perfect. I picture you being closer to Jack than anybody, period. I mean, maybe in some ways. Uh -huh. um, I think that he was so close with all of his friends um, and close with people in different ways. Like him and my sister were very, very close. Him mm. and my mom, him and my dad, like really, really close. I think I, though, have the most unique relationship of the like peer. We went on Kairos together, you know, like right. all of those things. Just the age closeness, Yes, the age right? closeness yeah. that made us friends we have mutual friends as well so right. like, he would come with my friends we went to like Highland Queen I remember one time that summer and like he was playing pranks on my friend you know like we were all we were in the same group yep yep um and so I think that it just kind of gave it a different dynamic that if he was going to Chris's house then like I was probably going over there anyway to hang out with his older sister you got know it, so got it, it got it right it all I think that, yeah, I think you're picking up on something, but I think that he was so close to so many people, but in really different ways. Yep. So, yeah, it's very, it was interesting. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so we just, I mean, we spent so much of that summer, like, he would text me, and I'd be, like, out with friends, and he's like, I want to go to Barnes & Noble. And I'd be like, oh, okay. And I'd, like, pick him up, and we'd go, and it was just kind of, it was nice because he wasn't that sick, but it was still on our minds that we were treating each other so well. Yeah. And, like, really, like, taking advantage of the time because I think at that time he knew he was going to pass away and I didn't. Really? I did not know until... And, and you think he did? I think he did. I think everyone in my family did. I did not know until 10 days before he passed away that he was going to. To help me understand... Yes, like, I can you know, put that, into yeah, the context. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when he got sick, it was two brain tumors, one in the exact same spot, so the back of his spine, um, right on the brain stem. And they took him out, couldn't get all of them, so they're doing treatment, whatever. Right. Um, not a great place to have a yes, great brain tumor, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. Not a great place, and not a great place to have one twice. <laughs> so right, <laughs> right, right. Certainly not good yeah. the first time, uh, not good the second time either. <laughs> um, Bad idea. Yes. Um, and so we were just, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so he was going through treatment and that kind of stuff, um, and he was also going to have a stem cell transplant. Got it. And in my mind because I'm just kind of like hanging out, whatever, um, that's not that big of a deal. Like in my mind, it's like we do the stem cell transplant and then we're good. Yeah. Like that was literally my Dude's like, gonna be thought fine. process. I've yeah. seen this before. Exactly. Yeah. Like, duh. We, stem cells even we, better. Yes, that exactly. Sounds good. We've done this. Yeah, maybe it won't come back a third time. Who knows? Right, yeah, right. Like, hey. <laughs> Should have done it the first time. Come on. <laughs> um, 
And so I was like, I mean, I was, that was the plan. And that the plan was, was he was going to yes. be in the clear. This is the last thing. Exactly. Like yeah. it was going to be hard. It was going to be tough, but like most things for us are. So like, why? Right. This why is all not? you've known. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all I've ever known. It's all I go through, you know? And so we see a challenge and we rise to it. Yeah. Like that's what we do. Yep. Um, and I think that he obviously just knew the severity of it and knew like the stem cell transplant was like, because that is like you just take so much chemo and it just wipes you out and then you just have to trust that your body's gonna like get those white blood cells in there and like right. just fix you back up yep. you know and that's crazy <laughs> in my mind i was like done yeah practically done already yeah. like you're a white, white yeah. blood cell machine exactly. man you're gonna Perfect. crank them out um and so i remember i was back at school um, this was, I went back to school like end of August. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of, again, that thing of like, I didn't really want to go, but I was excited to be back and excited to, you know, not be just around and just like see my friends and that kind of stuff. I was excited for sophomore year. And again, in my yeah, mind, it was, like, it was not exciting, right? Yeah. Col- uh, summer's over. I'm yeah, going to see my exactly. friends from I'm college. Going it's to, awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be fun. Um, and then... It was harder being back, but not as much. You know, it wasn't on my mind all that much right. of just, like, what's going to happen. It was more just like, oh, like, wonder what they're up to, whatever. Yeah. Um, and we would talk, and it was all good, you know, whatever. Um, but so, and then I remember it, it was uh, September 8th, my mom called me and was like, the stem cell, like, they're canceling the stem cell transplant. Okay. Like, that's, they had done two of the rounds of chemo. Yep. And in, like, the span of, like, two days or something, the tumor had grown. Wow. Which is, like, what? Man. Yes. Yeah. And so, I've and heard I, young people develop healthy cancer. Yeah. In, in, in the worst yeah. way, you yeah, know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so, I was just, like, I remember I was on the phone with her. I, like, went up to my room. I was in the dorm. Went up to my room and just, like, watched Gilmore Girls, which is my favorite show, and just, like slept and like cried and was just like oh my like this is happening did you, know? you did, so was that hearing that that was yes. canceled what that, that, that made like, you, you knew is, like yes this, this is, is uh, yeah. jack is gonna pass away yes yeah like that was like the defining moment got it um we didn't know when we didn't know what was gonna happen he obviously had like two huge rounds of chemo in him so like when's that fall gonna happen when's whatever um just a lot of different unknowns Oh yeah, so you do? Do you have no idea whatsoever? I mean, do you think no like idea. could be days, weeks, months? Yes, like we don't know. We were thinking about okay, like we should plan to go to Disney World as a family. Like that was like a plan in yeah, our yeah, minds yeah. of like maybe it'll be around my birthday, which is in October. You know, like we didn't know. Right. Um, but we thought, oh, wait, we got yes. some time, and yeah, I we guess got we'll, some we time. use the time. Yes, exactly. Um, and then. But how hard is it to adapt just to the thought, like your Gilmore yeah. Girls moment? You yeah. know, like it, it, just just to assimilate, like. Oh, so after all these years, this is going to happen. Yeah. Um, it was really tough, but I think something that has really helped me through is that we had all those years where I never took him for granted. Yeah, man. And I had seven years, you know, like, well, yes, I, like, until 13 we fought, but, like, that's because that's what siblings are supposed to do. Right. But then I have years of concrete very solid, very, like, just close-knit memories, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think I kind of, it was upsetting and it was horrifying and heartbreaking, but I didn't have any regrets. That's... I didn't have any of those, oh, I wish I would have treated him better and I, w- I treated him the best I always could. Yeah. You know, and yep. I think that that was something that people didn't get. Like, people would be like, Jack's so mean to you, why do you do this? And I'm like... Because he's my brother, and because right. I love him, and yeah. why do I need to justify being nice to him? You know, right, like, right. Like, and, and you wanted to, you drained I, every moment with yes, him. You took like it, right? you know, like you don't know what's gonna happen. Right. You don't know when someone could pass. So like, why wouldn't you always treat them like you want? Like, why would you leave it with regrets? I assume that's transferred to relationships other than just Jack. Yes. Yes, yeah. 100%. You don't take people for granted. No, do you? I don't take people for granted. Yeah. And it definitely has, I think he is like the prime 
example just because like I did put up with a lot of like just crap from him, you know, but like he put up with a lot of crap from me. Like we're siblings, you right, know. Right. Um but at the end of the day, like he had my back, I had his. Mm-hmm. And that was what mattered. And everyone else, like if you don't get it, like that's great for you. So if if from the outside it looked like, oh man, you know, he's not always that nice to you and something you yeah. know, you guys give me but still you have that moment in the hallway yes. and that's what defines exactly. you, right? And that, no one sees that moment. Right, right. They just see him being like, um, leave me alone. Ugh. You know? Yeah. But it's I mean, but I didn't have any regrets, you know, and so And does I it matter up, what other people think yeah. or see? No, no exactly. Okay. Like it matters like mine and his relationship and I don't have to justify yeah. or say like, oh, this or that, you know, whatever. Like right, just, right, right. It's not, if you don't like it, then you should treat your sibling better. Like, uh, right. <laughs> it's not my problem. Yeah, and, and um, maybe that's part of the point yeah, here, right? I exactly. mean, if, if we have a broad point, maybe it is like, take nobody for granted, yes, period. exactly. And don't, don't wait until it's too late. You know, and you always hear that. That's so like stereotypical in every right. movie and TV show, you know, whatever. But it is kind of something that I made sure stuck with me yeah. from seventh grade. Right. Because even when I was frustrated with him, I'm like, at least he's here, you know, at least like, <laughs> right. Good point. you know, when you think about it. Um, but so then I ended up going home that weekend because we just were switching some stuff around. I had had plans for like the next few weekends to come home. Okay. Um, but I just wanted to come home. And so my mom picked me up all good. Um, and we went to Culver's, and we drove around. Was Culver's a thing? Culver's was a thing. <laughs> Culver's was 100% a thing. All right. It sounds um, like a thing. Mostly for the custard, obviously. Also, like, the Scoopy tokens that you get with <laughs> yeah. the kids' meals. Yeah. Um, we would collect those. and That's awesome. Do you still have them? Yes. Yeah. Well, Jack, you get prizes for it. So, Jack has, like, his, like, cone and, like, all that stuff. Like, the Scoopy dog. Um, <laughs> okay. And we, I mean, we literally... We sat and we talked about like everything and we just chilled. And it was something, it was a night that was so us. And it was so like, that is exactly something we would do. And it was so normal. And I remember sitting in Culver's and looking at him and he just had a joke and I was laughing. And it just like hit me. And I was like, this isn't going to be forever. And that was really, but like, obviously I didn't want to like, Tell him, like, look at this epiphany I just had. And yeah, right. Like, I'm, like, are <laughs> right. you kidding? Like, I'm just trying to eat. Like, I'm just trying to enjoy my custard. No kidding. Right, um, right. And, yeah, so, and you get to live. Yes, and I, exactly. <laughs> like, come on. Easier to say yeah, on your exactly. end. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I kind of, like, recovered from that. But as far as, like, him passing, him and I never really touched on it. Uh-huh. Because even at the, the Culver's night, you you guys just talked as it a, was, it was just, a normal night. It was one hundred percent normal, and that was I saw him the next morning because I left for school the next morning, and that was the last time I saw him before wow. he passed away that Thursday. Mm-hmm. So the Sunday morning, and then that Thursday. Yeah. And so, but I think that it would have been so not us to like talk about it in that way. You know, like it's I just can tell. not. That's not how we were. That's not how we operate. We're not the type of people who are going to sit there and be like, oh, my gosh. I wonder, like, how long do you, th- you know, like, I don't even know how that conversation would go, especially between us. Like, well, it we sounds to be, like, be dry and around. odd and clinical in a way that exactly. your relationship was, wasn't was at never. all. Like, he got diagnosed again, and I was like, are you kidding? Like, what? No. And he was like, I know. This is bullshit. And, yeah. like, you know, that's that's how we are that's how we were you know and so he probably appreciated that so much the normalcy right? yeah, yeah exactly and it, yeah, yeah I mean, like even knowing like people. you know i don't know how many more days left i have on earth but mm-hmm. i'm having fun sitting at my, with my sister at culver's and we're just yep. sh- shooting the we're breeze just hanging like, out yeah, yeah we're exactly. hanging out and normal um we had even been talking because he when i came home he was like oh my gosh i'm so excited for culver's he's like i told all my friends that i was so excited and like i was like oh my gosh i told all my friends that i was so excited and both of us were talking we obviously were excited to go together yeah but we were both talking about how excited we were for culver's (laughs) like it was i was like it was like about being with each other he was like i know like i'm i'm happy you came home and you drive me to culver's but like (laughs) He's like, I'm just happy we're here. And I'm like, me too. I'm it's more hungry. about the covers. Yes, exactly. Right this second, it's about the custom. Exactly. And so if I were to be like, so, you know, how are you doing? Like, oh my God. Like, he would have been like, um, shut up. Like, That's, I'm not, we're not doing this. There's you know? probably a lesson for families, right? It, when somebody is even dying, not just mm-hmm. sick, but dying. Yeah. 
uh, not to be about that necessarily, right? right? Exactly. Because it doesn't have to be about that because that is what, like, you're going to remember that. For, you know, like, you don't want, why would I want my last conversation with him to be uncomfortable and stuffy and just kind of like. No, it sounds like your last time with him was fun. Like yeah, it, it was, was and it was ordinary and everything. Like a, yeah, it was a everything reflection. that we would do. Yeah. Like we'd go and get ice cream and then we would drive home and he would put his iPod in and he'd be like, I want to play this song. And I'd be like, you're not going to because I want to listen to this song. Like I had like a playlist on his iPod that was only for me. And I'm like, when I'm driving you places because I'm chauffeuring you around, we're listening, we're to, listening my... to this playlist, but it's on your iPod. So you know all the songs. And he's like, fine. And then I would sing and he'd get mad and he'd be like, oh, and then I would continue singing and he wouldn't say anything. He and didn't mess it. around with this either. I mean, no. I remember him talking about playlists and stuff. Yeah, no, and, they're serious. And uh, smile songs. Like, yeah. I remember him telling me, like, you know, Mr. Duffy, tell me, give me a smile song. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the one that hits me, that still gets me yeah. is um, Feeling Groovy by Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, for some reason, he, like, locked in on that. And he's like, you know, that's your smile song. <laughs> and, I, and he labeled <laughs> it. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll take okay, it. Cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, whatever. <laughs> sure, fine. So, but you, but you manned the playlist. Yes, it was, yes. Even if, he even had it was on his it, phone. Yes, it was on his phone. He like had that, but it was enough. Like, and that again is something that's so us. Like enough of that compromise. Yeah. That like he's gonna be an asshole and it's gonna be like, no, I want to listen to this, and I'm like, no, like you don't know, you don't run the world. And I love that we can call him an asshole. That's <laughs> yep. beautiful, right? So, so what's the rest of Sunday like? The rest of Sunday, I just went home. Or yeah. I went back to Valpo. Um, and just, like, kind of normal. You know, and again, he wasn't, he didn't seem sick. He wasn't sick anymore. You know, like, it was, he wasn't in the hospital. He wasn't anything. He so was So you weren't normal. thinking, like, that was it? No, I was not. Yeah. I mean, that was it at all. Um, and so, but, like, looking back, I'm like, of course it, of course it would be an interaction like that, which is right. somewhat, like, Do you think he just knew? bittersweet. Um... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know because especially I think the biggest thing was like I was coming home the next weekend. Oh, right. Like the improv show and I was coming home for it. And like when I when I said goodbye to him, I like kissed him on the forehead and I was like, I'll see you on Friday. And that was what I said. Nice and easy. Yeah. Like done. The last, so, that, that was the exactly. last thing you said to him. Yeah. And so, and I'm sure I, I was like, I love you. And he was like, I don't like you at all. And like that was like, <laughs> you know. Um, but... I think that maybe if I wasn't coming home until fall break, you know, I think then maybe. Right. But I also then am glad that I was going to be coming home that way because, again, we don't need... Melodrama. We don't need melodrama. We right, need, right. like, I would say I love you to him every day. No, this story is blissfully free of <laughs> melodrama, yeah. isn't it? I mean, yes. it really is. I mean, in, in a way, um, taken aback yeah. by how much joy you feel talking yeah. about, it, about him. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just, I think that... That's something that's really hard for people yeah. to like talk about, and you're oh, you're not supposed to talk about people who've passed away like that. But like, why? Why not? You right. know, why am I gonna idealize him when one, I already loved him so much. You know, I didn't. There was no. I loved him for every sarcastic comment and everything like that. So like, why then after he passes, am I gonna be like, ah, oh, he was the kindest soul in the world? Like, <laughs> like that's boring and that's that's vague and that's not true to his character. Right. And so you're not letting him live on. You're letting this idea of him live on. Right. And that's just false to yeah. me. Yep, yep. No, I, I love that. Yeah. So so Jack passes away. Mm-hmm. How, how is the next little bit of time for you? Yeah. You know, what, um, what, what do you do? I mean, it was, it was tough. It was, but again, I was close to home, which was nice. I was home a good amount. Um, he passed away you, on a you, Thursday. You, you, Okay, go ahead. Yep. He passed away on a Thursday. I was at school. Um, so my dad called me that morning. Uh, my roommates drove me home. And then, like, I was home. But then my parents even were like, okay, once we figured out, like, when services would be and everything like that, it was kind of like, he's not, like, we're not, they're not going to be soon-ish. So you're going back to school. Like, I was at my sorority chapter meeting that Sunday. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing, Yes. Good to just like being baptized with fire, I guess. And to put well it in put. that way yeah. is just, I just had to do it. Yep. I had to rip the bandaid off. I had to go back. And so to go back and just do it 
And because if and you I went waited, back before there was a wake or a yes. funeral, or nothing yep, had happened. No, I had been home for the weekend. Huh. I went home the Sunday. And I, because my parents were like, well, you have to at least like talk with your teachers and like figure out what's going to go on. Um, and then you can come back. Like I came back on Wednesday or whatever. But it was still this sense of like, there's stuff to be done. Like I knew I had to get stuff done. I was the philanthropy chair at the time. So I was planning this like huge event. And I'm like, well, I have to do it, you know? And it, it so never was no, crossed was there, my mind. Go ahead. Not. It didn't. It, it never yeah. crossed your mind like, oh, I'm going to drop out for the rest of the semester. People or, and people would ask me that at like the visitation or just in conversation. And I never, never in my life did it occur to me that I could, that I could or want, would want to take time off. I never thought about it. And, and that, why does that, that feels to me more <laughs> like a tribute and an honor to Jack than sitting morosely yes. in, a, in yeah. your house, like, yeah. you know. Yeah, just yeah. crying and being sad, and I, right. I can do that, and I did that. Yeah. But then I would go back to school, or I would, you know, get up and go on a walk or whatever, and still continue on, because that's what we have to do. Right. And that's what we had to do when I was 13, and so when I'm 19, that's what I also have to do. So I think about the role you played for all those years. You know, you're you're kind of the you're you're the backpack carrier mm-hmm. and you're you're the biggest fan when yeah. he is on stage. And then you're probably to some extent the backpack carrier again yeah. for in yeah. some ways when when you can be. When he's gone, is it odd not to have a role in in his Yeah. Um that's a very good question. Um it is but it also I I think in some ways it's still it's been two years now and it doesn't feel all that real still. Like it just there are days obviously that of course it hits me and it's there and it's real. Yeah. But there are days where I'm like, probably just out with friends. You know, it doesn't feel like it's been two years. It doesn't feel like in that way. Yeah. I also think me being at school puts that different tone of it. I'm you know, sure. I wouldn't be, and my my parents put this out to me very early on, was like, I wouldn't be at, he wouldn't be at school with me anyway. You know? That's a good point. If all this was happening, right. or wasn't happening, and like he was still here, he wouldn't be in Valpo. And so like people would be like, oh, like, you know, my friends would ask or whatever about it. Like, how does it feel being back? And I'm like, it feels different. Like, but he wouldn't be here. I don't expect to see him. It's when I'm home that that's kind of like that different. Yeah, good point. Of like, why on earth? Like, if I saw him at Valpo, I'd be like, what the hell are you doing here? Right, like, so life of Valpo felt was pretty normal. Was huh? normal enough. Yeah. In kind of the way of like mentally I'm in myself. Like, I'm in this world of like everything is different but everything this is the same here. Yeah. Which was comforting at sometimes and very like tense at sometimes yeah. too. Yeah. Because you know, like you're being pulled in two different directions. You're like, oh no, I like everything is different and why don't you people see it? <laughs> right. Versus like I could go back and I could plan an event and I could go to class and I could just do something with my day rather than sitting at home doing nothing with my day and just being like, oh my gosh. Right. What am I going to do? No, like I'm wh- going to carry on. That's what I'm going to do. And, and it feels way healthier, yeah. right, in a lot of ways. Um, and yet when I think about people's expectations about a family that's grieving, yeah. there's like, oh you know, God. like you said, like, I don't like crying in front of people. And I'm yeah. thinking, ooh, man, I bet a lot of people were expecting you to cry in front of them. People, and, you know. <laughs> my, okay, so my two, my roommate at the time and then uh, my best friend, they drove me home. Okay. And we talked about it later, and one of the girls was like, she's like, I don't oh, know Oh, yeah, what. you're in the car with yeah, friends. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the car with friends. Yeah. And I put in my iPod, I turned on the music really loud, and I sang the whole time. Because that's, like, that was what I wanted to do. Was and that therapy? Was that, it like... Was, yes, it was just, like... I just need to get there, and, like, I was crying, but I, like, was just not crying to them, you know, whatever. Like, I was crying while I was crying, singing, all that stuff, But you were in your world. But I was in my world, and I talked to my friend Jen later about it, and she was like, she's like, I don't know why. She's like, I was expecting you. She's like, I don't know why. She's like, Kate would be driving, and you would be in the back seat with me, and your head would be in my lap, and you would be sobbing. She goes, and I don't know why I thought that would happen. She goes, because I've met you before, (laughs) (laughs) and that is not something you would do and I think a lot of people expected me to react the same 
way everyone else would, or you know, whoever, whatever image you have in your head. There's these like. But um, I've never reacted that way. Right. And so then everyone's like, wait. She's still not crying in front of us. And I'm like, yes, I still find it uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. Spoiler no, alert. Despi- right. Despi- like, I haven't changed completely. Yes, like, suddenly. I think it's just a very, I come from a different situation that it was, it is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Like worst days where, you know, whatever. But it's not the first bad thing. It's not the first traumatic experience I've had to go through. And so I think that people don't, it's hard for people to understand that, like, I just took how I reacted to all of these events and I just apply it to this. And to me, that's simple. Like, it okay, is, isn't it? Yeah, I like can tell it's, it's like just, organic. Yeah, it's like, like I, of course, what else am I going to yeah, do? Yeah, like, what else am I going to do? Because I don't know anything else. And I think what I'm learning is that people don't know that, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. it's just, they also know something, something else is completely their normal. And so when they do something, I'm like, how on earth did you get to that point where they think the same thing about me? That's and I know that. I know that people are like, Emily, what, what is going on yeah, you, in this? You, are, are you okay? Yeah, you know, like, the, it's okay. Let it yes, out. Like you can let it out. Like you don't have to have a brave face on all the time. Like all that stuff. And yeah. I'm like, yes, but like one, it's uncomfortable to cry in front of people. Also, like I don't know anything else, and I also have very. I have other very effective ways of coping. Like you I, do, don't you? I know myself very well. Yeah. And I've had to cope with a lot, so I just I just apply it to this. And like that's what I do. And this has been an ongoing trauma for so many years. Yes, exactly. Um, that Yeah, I, I can imagine that yeah. you just kind of get accustomed to it. I, I don't know if you've run into the stages of grief. Like there's oh, somebody yeah. who came up with yeah. and I And I've yet to ever come across anybody who went through them in the nice yes. linear oh, fashion. Yeah, you know, no. like we all do it our, in our exactly. own unique ways. And it's moment by moment. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, today I feel, it's like in this moment right now, yeah. I could feel like this. In 20 minutes, I could be like sobbing my eyes out. Right, you right, know? right, yeah. In 50 years, I could be totally fine. And then two minutes later, be you know, like I think that that's also a big thing is that people see it as like that happened and that happened two years ago right people are like oh it's it gets better in time which i have many an issue with because one it doesn't i mean i don't i don't agree and i don't i don't think it does i think it changes i think it i think everything changes and your thought processes change but i'm also every day i'm one less day i'm one more day away from the last time i saw him yep and I think that that's something that people don't think about and people don't see because they're like, oh, it's been long since it happened. But like, you're still trying to preserve that memory. So how do you do that when everyone's like, oh, it gets better in time. She's like, probably not as upset. Yeah. Where it's like, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Right. You don't know because like, it's it's constantly changing every day, you know? And, and um. I do, and and um and and I think you're right that like, grief is a process, and we can't judge anybody else's, mm-hmm. and um and and I think it feels almost judgmental that idea gets better with time. It's yes. like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to be fine now yes. because my brother died two years ago exactly. and not two days ago, yes. you know, and I oh, yeah. some days I don't feel fine. Yes. Yeah. And I think it also is a thing that people have like my age range right now is I know a few people. Who've had parents pass away, mm-hmm. but and that's like horrible. Like I again on the same level as me, I feel. And then, but most people, it's grandparents that that's their like thing. But your grandparents are supposed to pass away when you're in this age range, right? Your younger brother isn't. No, you know. No, no, and it's so, outside the normal course yes, of things by so, a lot. Yes, by yeah. a lot. And so I think that people don't realize. Again, also then. I have the unique factor of like most people's siblings were not also their peers. Right. You know, like it's, there's so many levels to our relationship Yep. that I think that that, it just, people are like, what? You know, right, like, and right. then you put me in a situation on a campus where no one's really met him, you know, and they've read the blog posts that he wrote and they've seen posts and that kind of stuff. And you can get a feel. Mm-hmm. But most twenty, most eighteen to twenty-two year olds have not been through what I've been through. So you don't get that. So good I don't feel. get that good feel, and I'm not in the same building as like the one person who I knew always got it. Right. 
like right. I always was, you know? Yeah. And so it's just a very, it's such a process. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that, like, I wish that our society was a lot better at talking about death and grieving and that kind of stuff because I think that so many people probably feel the way I do in that, like, isolated kind of, like, okay, it's two years and I can bring him up and everyone would be so supportive, but, like, why, like, could they just ask or, you know, whatever. But if we could all just actually talk about it, it would be so much easier. Well, that, that that's, um, I think, the primary reason I wanted to talk to you. Yeah. Because I feel, I, that not knowing you and, and knowing you only kind of from yeah. afar, I... I share that. I, I think we, th- there's a lot of things that are very taboo, mental mm-hmm. illness and, you know, and, and, yeah. and a lot of things we suffer, you know, suddenly we like, we hole up around, like my old, my younger brother committed suicide and mm-hmm. we just stopped talking yeah, about him, you know, exactly. as if he wasn't he ever existed, yeah. you know? Um, and, you know, and I think about, I think about Jack fairly frequently yeah. and, you know, and, um, and I can imagine, no, no, it doesn't necessarily get better. That's not the right word, yeah. you know? Um, but it's probably good to talk. Talk yes. about death. Talk about the people who mm-hmm. were alive and yeah. here and yes. not make that taboo or awkward exactly. or weird, yeah. you know? And because then because then everyone's like, oh, yeah, but he's still alive in your heart. And you're like, yeah. But, like, that's just, you know, if, if we can't have a real conversation behind that, then, like, that phrase means nothing to me, you Yeah, know? don't give me bullshit comfort, yeah, exactly. too, right? Like, <laughs> like, oh, please. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and don't decide how... He's still alive in my heart. Like, if Jack would, like, heard that someone was like, oh, you're still alive at M's heart, he'd be like, get me out. Like, I do not want to do that. Like, no. <laughs> like, I think it's, again, it's the type of thing of, like, honoring the person for who they were. Yeah. Not for this, like, idealized... And I think that most people have stayed really true Tim, you know, like I've seen it in other people where it's just kind of like, oh, he was so great. And everyone's like, he was five, you know. Um, <laughs> right. I think with Jack, like I think it has really stayed true, but it's with phrases like that. Uh-huh. And like, so I, obviously the podcasters can't see, but I have a tattoo on my wrist. Yes. And it says, imagine with a blue baseball cap. Correct. In um, John Lennon's handwriting, my sister designed it. Her, myself, er, and Jack's best friend, Kelly, have all have the same tattoo. Um and Jack would always wear a blue baseball cap. And I have people who ask me, they're like, oh my gosh, you have a tattoo that's so cool. Like, what's it of? And then I explain it. And all of a sudden, it is like awkward. Right. And I'm like, and people have like apologized. They're like, I'm so sorry I asked. And I'm like, you asked about a tattoo that I have on my wrist. Like, I wouldn't right. have gotten a tattoo on my wrist if I didn't think that other people would also see it. Right. Like, it's an honor. And, right? I, and, and I want it's you an to honor ask. honor and I want to see. And like, it. That's my thing is like situations like that, if we were more comfortable with talking about death, that would be a conversation piece. And some people it has turned into a conversation uh-huh. piece. And some people you get the eyes that are like, oh, oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And it's like, you didn't know. And you asked about a tattoo. Like everyone has tattoos. And I ask about people's tattoos. Right. And it's a and conversation they're gonna have meaning. piece. Exactly. Like I won, I think most people would who have met me would agree. Like, I wouldn't have a tattoo that doesn't mean anything. Right. So, like, obviously this is going to mean something. And, again, like, I wouldn't get it on my wrist if I was like, oh, my God, people saw it. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, if I wanted to cover it up, I would. And if I of said course. I don't want to talk about it, I would be like, oh, it's Imagine because I really love the John Lennon song. Like right. I, I, I can I can cap it where I need to, <laughs> and I have before. I'm sure. And I think people just think like, oh well, if I ask, then she'll be upset, and she'll remember that Jack passed away, and like it'll. And I'm like, just like put it out there, and I'll I'll help you out. Like you you look like you need help, and like I will do it. Is, is there so? Um, I so appreciate that. That, that. That's that's kind of brilliant. Like, right. Yeah. If there's a tattoo right there, you can ask about exactly. it. Exactly. And, and it doesn't have to be... And I'm not going to be offended. Right. I'm not going to be like, why would you do that? It's on my wrist. Yeah. Like, You're you asking about my brother who died. <laughs> I can't believe you're asking me about Screw that. You. You're, you're an asshole. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's one of those things that you, like, you break down a conversation like that. Right. And people are like, yeah, that's crazy. But then you're in a situation like that and you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And right. it's like... I I didn't have to tell you. Like I literally could have made something up. Of course. Like I could have. I like the right. I like the yeah. I like hats and I like John Lennon. Exactly. Yeah, like done. done. Or like sometimes I don't even explain the hat if it's to like a like someone I don't really know that right. well. I'm like, oh yeah, like it's imagine and like 
whatever. And I let them figure out what that blob is. Like, <laughs> let them wonder or, like, right. ask someone else. Um, yeah. So is, your, is, is the biggest point that people should ease up on this and, and, and not make this such a heavy taboo topic? Death yes. and yes. dying and illness. Yeah. yeah. I think it needs to be something that can just be talked about yeah and not in this way of like oh like let's remember him like let's talk about some funny stuff he did and some like stupid crappy pulled you know whatever and let's remember that because that's how you keep someone's memory alive instead of talking about like yes they died exactly so so sad and And yes it is so sad Mm -hmm. and he was so young and that is all horrible but it doesn't that's not anything that he was you know, and I think that it's a great dishonor to him and to the lessons that my whole family has really tried to embody is like you things are going to happen and you are not going to know what they are or when they're going to happen. But you can control how you react. Yes. And you can be resilient and you can believe in yourself. And so I think that if he were to look down and everyone were to just be like, just like devastated he'd be like yeah i miss you guys too but then after a while he'd be like come on yeah get back to it get back to it exactly like he would (laughs) so be making fun of me if i was sitting around crying all the time he'd be like emily like come on like if you were sitting in here crying i think you'd be like like, you're embarrassing yourself like (laughs) pull it together you know and so i think that it's that's how you keep that person alive right is by Treating them like a real, like talking about them like it's a real person yeah. because it is, you know, yeah. like they are, they're right. real, they still are, you know, like pe- use whatever past tense, pre- present tense, like I don't care what people use that personally doesn't bother me. I know it like gets some people, but I think it's just, we just need to be able to talk about it and be able to be more vulnerable with one another because I think something I've really struggled with is people think they might upset me if they ask yep. or if they, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's more upsetting that you don't because then I don't think you care. And, you know, communication wise. Ooh, good point And huge yeah. lesson, man. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that, but I think that when I talk to people who I've had issues with it about, they're like, it comes down, they, they care, they want to be there, but they don't know how, and they are not always willing to get out of that comfort zone. So, so. I think you're saying, you know, take a risk, say yeah, something, say and, something. and, and let, even yeah. if it's awkward, like uh, we'll we'll work through it exactly. together. But to l- don't if you say nothing. Yep. The only assumption I can make is you don't give a shit. You don't, yeah, you yeah. don't care, <laughs> right. or you don't know, or you you know it's it's awkward and yeah. it's uncomfortable, and it isolates the person who's grieving more. Yep. And then the other person can go about their day and be like, oh, I didn't ask, and maybe I should have, but oh well. Really? Where you don't know what that person, like how that person could be feeling. And yeah, they're man. like, I was expecting you to ask and you didn't. Right. And now, like, I have no one to talk to, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what's next for you? What you, in, in your life? In so, my life? Yeah, in yeah. your life. Where, where you, know, you Read me the future of Emily as best you can from yeah. where you sit. Um. Well, I said before, I'm a senior, so I'm kind of trying to figure out, like, the next few steps. Yep. Um, I'm a social work major, but right now I have an internship um, with the Student Affairs Office in Valpo. And so I'm actually thinking about if I want to be some sort of, like, fraternity sorority advisor or, like, a study abroad advisor or something like that. Um, because I do think that – I think because of what has happened at my age um, – I think college kids are so impressionable. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't think I used to want to be potentially a social worker in a hospital, and I think emotionally I don't think I could handle it. I think it would be I would be burnt out in two seconds, and I know that that social workers get burnt out. Like I know that that's it such does a happen. trend. And you I don't think, seem like you get burnt yeah. out, but I trust your <laughs> yes, instincts exactly. <laughs> um, but and I think that. I think it would be really rewarding mm-hmm. in some aspects, but I also think that if Jack were still here, I could handle it, but him being gone is just a different factor for me. It's a different sort of, like, I just, like, I wouldn't be able to handle it, and I know that about myself, and so I'm going in a different path, which I think is really good. Yeah. Um, but, so it's either grad school next year or potentially a year of mission work somewhere. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking... Whether that's abroad, whether that is somewhere in the U.S., 
I don't really know. Um, but I have really tried to make sure that I am not compromising my goals and my dreams in a negative way because I'm scared or because I miss Jack or because of anything like that. Because oh, I think God. that that's something that people do. They freeze or they don't do something. Or like I, when I studied abroad, I had always wanted to. I studied abroad last fall. Um, always wanted to since I was like 10. Like that was like I wanted to do that. That was something I was going to do. And you could easily could yes. have said, mm. Yes, and I easily, and I, I mean, that was the first time where I was like, oh my gosh, I could be homesick through this. You know, like, and it was this huge thing. And I was like, no, like I'm doing this. Like I'm going to, and I'm gonna rock it, and like I'm gonna pull through. And you did, didn't you? And I did it, yeah. and it was amazing. And I ended up seeing so many cool places that Jack would love. I was at the Cliffs of Mower in Ireland on the anniversary of his passing, and then I went to Abbey Is that Road not the, the next most day. Beautiful. And you went to Abbey Road Abbey the, next, the day. next day. You you took yeah. the Jack Kunkel yes, tour. Yes, I did. My God, yeah. and man. so it's those cliffs is. About the most beautiful place beautiful. on earth, yes. I like sat there and just like, sobbed like oh. the whole day, and it was, but it was so cathartic and so amazing to be somewhere so beautiful and remembering him oh. and not sitting around and being like, oh, I'm still in Valpo, you know, if I hadn't studied abroad or if I hadn't taken that risk. Like, that's not what he would want, you know. No, that's a, I'm you, not, you got a way better story exactly, there. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm not when I pass away and I see him in heaven, like, if. He's like, if I had done nothing with my life but miss him, he would be like, you're an idiot, and you just wasted it. Like, are you kidding, you know? <laughs> like, he only got 18 years. Yeah. I so far have had 22. Yeah. And I'm going to continue to do what I can because he couldn't. And I don't think that's fair for me to, like, cop out and be like, oh, but I'm scared of this, or I don't want to do that. And that's not... That's not an unfair mandate to put on yourself, yeah. is it? You, you, you like that. You're, you're willing yeah. to, live, to yes. live up to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I also think that I'm not, I'm not compromising what I want to do. I'm not like becoming him. Yeah. You know, I'm not pursuing theater or pursuing. I'm pursuing what I want to pursue. Yeah. Living your life. Living my life mm -hmm. rather than being like, oh well, this is what he would want to do. You know, like I'm not him. Right. And I'm not trying to be him. I'm just trying to honor him and trying to show people like the best characteristics about him through myself. Yeah. Emily, I, I cannot tell you, and I, <laughs> I, I mean this sincerely, how grateful I am that you came in here yeah, and how open you've been about fun. this. Um, because normally I would try to wrap this up and say, these are the lessons. But the yeah. lesson really is, if you listen to just the last couple hours yeah. of you talking, the, the grace with which you handle all of this and your family yeah. has handled all of this is is beautiful and speaks for itself. And it's kind of like, if you're losing somebody, lost somebody, or if you know somebody who has, listen to her. Yeah. Listen to Emily. Listen to what <laughs> she has to say, man. There's a lot of wisdom in that, like, lighten up. Treat people like yep. people, whether they're alive, dying, dead. Mm -hmm. You know, like, exactly. it's, 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 um, it's awesome to have you here. Yeah, and, thank um, you so much. I, you know, it, before you walked in, I thought, oh, I'm going to ask Emily at the end if she's okay. I'm not going to ask. <laughs> I think I know. Um, will you come back sometime? I would love to. Okay, great. Um, uh, folks, that's Emily. Um, you can uh, catch this um, uh, podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, WGN Plus, or LibLeadPlay.com. Um, if you are a parent, there is a free parenting program. It's not cheesy. It's not dorky. It's just five little videos to watch on my website, drjohnduffy.com. I encourage you to check it out. Um, let's see. If you have any thoughts about um, topics you'd like to see covered here on this podcast or you'd like to be a guest, uh, just write me a quick email at johngduffy at drjohnduffy.com on behalf of Emily and myself. Thank you for your time, and I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.